Okay, we're up to Parakes in Divrei Hayamim Aleph. This is the last parak of lists of names. After this, we get into action. We get into actual story, which will be uh, repeats of many of the stories in Sefer Shmuel. Uh, as we will see, as we know, the whole Sefer is about David HaMelech, and Sefer Shmuel is all about David HaMelech, Shmuel Al, Shmuel Beis. Beginning of Malachim is where David is at the end of his life. But this parak is really a, a transition, but not, we would expect, the end of the previous parak spoke about uh, Shaul's family, and the next parak that we're going to get to is going to be about the end of Shaul's life, and the end of our parak repeats the lineage getting to Shaul and uh, beyond. But here, stuck in this parak, Ezra HaSofer, right, who wrote Divri Ayamim, Ezra uh, speaks about Shiva Sion. He speaks about those who <laughs> came back to uh, Eretz Yisrael, uh, those who came back and populated Yerushalayim. He speaks about the job of the Kohanim and the job of the Levium that were done at the beginning of Ayesheni. So why is this? So some suggest that Ezra wrote this because he was hoping, he was hoping that this Binyan, this Beis Hamikdash that they were building, uh, would be the eternal home. There wasn't going to be a third Beis Hamikdash. If they merited, this would be a uh, Beis Hamikdash forever. That's what they were hoping. And again, when Ezra wrote this in the beginning of Bayesheni, so that's what he was uh, hoping, even though many Jews didn't come back, only 22,000 plus came back, but that's what he was, uh, that's what he was wishing at the time. So what does the Sefer have to do with that? So we know the Gemara tells us uh, in the beginning of the last parak of Kiddushin all about uh, the Yuchsin that Klai Yisrael had at this time. And Ezra HaSofer worked very hard to keep the Yichus uh, in Klal Yisrael, as the Gemara says, Asara Yuchsin Alumi Bavel, uh, the ten Yuchsin that, that went up from Bavel, and Ezra HaSofer worked very hard, because the Gemara says, that HaKadosh Baruch was Mashri Shechina on the Miuchasim Shabi Yisrael. So he worked very hard, and part of being Zochet to Shechina, Tashrat HaShechina is the Yuchsin, and also to have Yerushalayim filled up with Jews. And that's what he worked hard, when he, remember, when Ezra describes, and Nehemi describes, that the first Jews that came back did not settle in Yerushalayim, and he had to uh, convince them to come back, but because Yerushalayim is part of that um, building for the future, that's why he talks about here, Yerushalayim, who came back to Yerushalayim, and he was hoping that through the Yichos, through Yerushalayim, through having a Kohen Gadol that goes back to Aaron Cohen and having a, a Melech, through Babel, that goes back uh, to Malchus based David, he was hoping that this would be uh, forever, that's what uh, is suggested in Rabbi Eisman's Sefer uh, on Debrei HaYamim here, but um, it was not meant to be. As we know, it was not meant to be, and maybe as time went on, they knew, they realized that it was not meant to be. That's where Yaakov Kamenetsky discusses in his Sefer uh, on Parsha's bow. Uh, why is it that the uh, Jews, when they came back, Shiva Sion, they kept Persian names? They kept the Persian names. Why did they keep the Persian names? Because they recognized that maybe this was not going to be a, a um, ultimate Geula uh, over time, uh, and therefore they wanted to remember and uh, maybe remind themselves that uh, they have a lot more a lot more work to do. Okay, so this is just some of the background to the parak. But again, this parak is all about uh, Ezra Sofer telling us about the lineage and who's living in Yerushalayim and who's doing the work in the base of Mikdash, etc. V'kal Yisrael hisyachasu v'hinam ksuven al sefer malchi Yisrael. And all, Ezra is kind of saying, all B'nai Yisrael have their yichus. And it's written in sefer malchi Yisrael. What is that sefer? Says the Radak, we don't have it anymore. Even though I've written some of the lineage in the past eight prakim, lo zacharti kulam. I didn't mention all of them. Go look in the lineage books. 
then you'll see all of it. We don't have that Sefer today, says the Radak. So we don't have that Sefer today, but that is uh, where you'd find the rest of the families. And Yehuda, we know, B'nai Yisrael, went to Bavel um, because of their sins, and they had Chorban Mayis Rishon, but now they're returning, says Ezra. The first ones that came back. The Mesutus David reminds us from the stories in Ezra and Nehemiah that Ezra did not come back with the first Aliyah. Ezra did not come back, right? Zerubavel came back earlier. B'nei Agola says the Mitzvah's David. Sha'alu barishona im Zerubavel. Asher alu kodem sha'ala Ezra. Ezra came 23 years later only. Asher is Yashu. Remember the Gemara says in Mesech's Megillah at the end of the first parak, he didn't want to leave his Rebbe. He didn't want to leave his Rebbe who was very old at the time. That's why Ezra didn't come. And by the time Ezra came, he was very old. Uh, continue. Asher nis Yashu rishona barayim she'achzu falobi Yerushalayim. All the different shatim that came back um, to join. Nesinim are always uh, coming up. Remember the Nesinim, they were the ones in Sefer Yoshua that uh, pretended that they were from a faraway land and therefore they wanted to make a covenant, a treaty, because they didn't want to be wiped out. And um, even though it was a Mecca to, so when they realized they were from a, a, a city that was in proximity uh, within Eretz Yisrael, really they didn't have to keep their word, but because of the Chil Hashem Shabo, uh, they kept their word. Ubi Yerushalayim, and now the families are listed. There are parallel families listed in Nehemiah in Paragut Aleph, but it is not the same. There are parallels. Some have different names. Again, the Malbim uh, classically works out how one parak is mashlam the other. From Yehuda and Binyamin, as we spoke about in previous prakim, Yehuda and Binyamin split Yerushalayim. Right? Malchus based David had to have the Lishka Sakazis, the political um, and the dinim that went out. And we know Binyamin was the spiritual head. And the Tarmis Beach and the Kodesh Kodashim was in Binyamin. So Yehuda and Binyamin were mainly there and yet peppered with a few other Shvatim of Bnei Ephraim and Menashe. Utai ben Amiud ben Amri, and now we list a number of the people that um, that work there. Umena Kohanim Pasigud. Now we have some of the Kohanim, and we know some of these names also from the Mishmaros, as we'll talk about soon. Yedaya Yehoyav Yachin. These were all Negid Beis Elokim. Right, Azariah went straight. Yichlokim Shulam Tzadok. Moreas Achituv going straight up in the Kohanim line. Vadaya ben Yerocham ben Pashka ben Malkia. Continuing more names. Uh, these are Chel Malechas. I want to look in people who worked, those who worked in the Beis Hamikdash. Umin Alaviim, and then we get to the Leviim. The Leviim. What are some of the names of the Leviim? Shmaya Ben Chashuv. We go through all of them uh, from Bnei Merari, uh, and now the Psukim allude to the two different Avodos that the Kohan, that the Leviim had. The Kohanim we know did the Avoda. What did the Leviim do? They were the gatekeepers, the Shoarim. Pasuk Yudzayin. The Hashoarim, Shalom, Akuv, Talmon, Achiman, list of the Shoarim, uh, and we also have later on those that um, that uh, sung, as we will uh, see. But we know that the Sefer Chinuch writes in um, the separate mitzvah to to uh, to do the avoda for the Leviim to do the avoda, not just for the Kohanim. There's a separate mitzvah that say, "I'm not a Levi, so I will never fulfill this mitzvah except by learning about it." But the mitzvah Shin Tzadidal in the Chinuch, Leos Haleviim Ovdim Bamikdash. Leos Shoarim Umishorim. Shoarim right here in our Pasik. To be the ones that open and close the gates. 
and the singers. As the Puzzik says in Korach. I might think that Alevi has a choice. He wants to do the he wants to do his uh, his work at the base of English, fine. If not, fine too. Tamalomar no, but Avad Alevi who? Al Karcho, Klomar, Shahadavar Hau Chova, the Indian Muta Labakrik, the Levi has to do the Avoda that he has to do. He has to do. But his barakin and Lukim Sekhaz Erechin. Says the Khidak Lisharshiya Mitzvah was the shorts of the mitzvah of the Avodas Alaviyim for Akarish Brahu to always have Avadim there. Mufisha Kvoda Melech Vahamakom Lyoshama Nashim Yuduim Mishavit Yadua Kvuam Lasheris permanent uh, servants. Not to have somebody who doesn't know what he's doing. It's not, it's not fitting for a king to have different servants every day. It's covet a melech to be able to have a group of servants that always stay uh, with him. So the Kohen has his avodah, the Leviim has have their avodah. They each have their avodah to do. Interesting, the Raman Paskins. Roman Paskins in Hilchas uh, Klei Amikdash in Paragimel that a levy that does the avodah of a kohen is misa bidei shamayim, like a zar sheovet. The levy does the kohen's avodah, but a kohen who does the levy's avodah, he's not high of misa bidei shamayim. He only violates alosase. And the rivet jumps. What's the difference? It's still the wrong avodah. Kohen has to do a levy. A levy has to do a kohen. They're both wrong. Why should a levy who does the kohen's avodah? Be Chayav Misa, while a, a Kohen that does the Levi's Avodah is only a lot. Explains Rav Salvechik in the Rishima Shiurim and Sukkah on page Reish Sadi Dalid that it must be that the Ramam holds that at root, Kohanim have Kedushas Levi. Sheva Levi, all of Sheva Levi has Kedushas Levi. It's just that the Kohanim have a higher level of Kedusha also. A Kayim ever. There's an Isser, there's a separate Isser for a Kohen not to do Avodah's Levi, but not because he doesn't have the Kedusha to do it. But the Levi doing the Kohen's Avoda, you know why? Because he's lacking in Kedusha's Kahuna. A Levi doesn't have Kedusha's Kahuna. A Kohen has Kedusha's Leviya. That's below. And that's why there's no Misa Bidei Shemayim for a Kohen doing a Levi's uh, uh, work, but there is in the opposite way. But these are the Sho'arim, and the Gemara says a Sho'ar and a Mishorer are not allowed to switch either. Not co- only Kohen and Levi, but a Levi and a Kohen, but they can't switch uh, either. And we continue, and we list off a number of the, uh, the, the Levi and the Kohanim, and then in Pasachaf, look who comes up. Upinchas ben Elazar, Nagid haya aleim lifanim Hashem imo. So what is that Pasach referring to? The Radak and others have a number of uh, Pshatim, whether this is the Pinchas, this is referring back to the Pinchas, to say Pinchas is still alive now, that would be, um, you know, very, very Arichas uh, Yamim, uh, even if he lived hundreds of years. But the Beis Hamikdash stood. This is about Bayesheni, right? The Beis Hamikdash stood for 400 years, and before that, there was a couple hundred years since Yisias uh, Mitzrayim. So maybe this is just referring back to what was. These were the beginnings, the beginnings of the uh, one of the early, the early Kohanim. Again, if you say Pinchas is Eliyahu Navi, so that's the discussion here in the uh, the Radak. The Meshachachma notes, interestingly, on the pasuk in uh, Pinchas that based on the Rambam, the Rambam says that if Hashem makes a promise to a to a person, uh, the person might lose it because Shema Gar Machet. But if a Navi says something to a person, it's for sure going to come true. That's not going to. Um, ever falter. So says the uh, 
says that the Beshachachma, that's why Kaddish Baruch Hu says at the beginning of Pinchas, that Kaddish Baruch Hu says, Heishavetz Hamasi, V'lo Yikilis Yisbrei Yisrael B'Kinasi. His seed will never be destroyed. L'chein emor, Hinini Nosei Lomas B'Si Shalom. What's L'chein emor? Moshe tell him. Moshe, you tell him, so that way it'll be forever. L'chein emor, Pirish Atato Marlo, Lo Sha'ani Omer Lo, and therefore it'll be forever. And that's what you have. He quotes these Psukim, Yamim, that Pinchas and his descendants are forever and ever uh, part of those who take part in the Avoda in the in the uh, in the Mikdash. So you have that. There's another line though. This Pasik is Darshan, Lufanim Hashemimo. What's Lufanim Hashemimo? Says Rav Nevenzal, this is one of the most tragic Psukim in all of Tanakh. Wow. Lufanim Hashemimo. What does the Mefarish say? The Mefarish called Rashi. Lufanim beforehand Hashem was with him. This is referring back to the story of Pinchas and Yiftach. Yiftach made a neder, remember the first uh uh, item that comes out of my house, I'm going to give us a carbon. He thought it would be an animal, and it was his daughter. So he wanted to be Mater Nedder. He didn't want to be kill his daughter, or even send his daughter away. So he knew Pinchas was the was the Godal, so Pinchas could have been Matir. So, but they didn't go to each other. Because Yiftach felt like, I'm like the Melech, I won the war, and Pinchas says, I'm the Kohen Godal. So who's going to go to who? So they ended up not going to each other. So they were each punished. Part of the punishment, so Yiftach was punished, look what happened to his daughter. Machlokas, what exactly happened to the daughter? But Rav Nevenzal says, you know what Pinchas was punished? He lost Nevuah. That's what this Pasuk means. Lufanim Hashem It's as if Rav Nevenzal says in the Sefer on uh, Vayikra, Shin Nunches, he says, HaPasuk Hazeh Mamash Korea Eshalev. Pinchas who Navi L'Sha'avar. He was a past Navi. Misha Yachol Damyein, it's Malas HaNavuah. If you could imagine what the level of Nevuah is, Masos HaNefesh, HaNiskav Sheba, the spiritual satisfaction, and now you lose it. You can imagine what kind of loss that was. But at root, at root, Rebbe Nevezal says, we can't even say this, but it must be at root, at root, both Pinchas and Yiftach, how as great as they were, there was a slight little Kvod Atzmius in there, and that's why they were they were punished for what they did. It wasn't pure Kavod malchus and, and Kavod Torah. Okay, we continue uh, with the uh, continuation of the lines. We have here Zachariah ben Mishalemia, who was a gatekeeper of the show Arim. And then we have in Pasuk Chav Beis, Chav Gimel, his Yachsam, Hema, all of these Meyuchasim, and all of these Levim, Hema Yisa, Dabru Shlumuel, Haroe, Ben Munasam. The Gemara, the Tainas, Tav Chavzayin, Darshins, that this is a remez to David, uh, first Shmuel and then David, they split up the corner of the Levim into Mishmaros. Mishmaros and the Rambam, against the Ramban, but the Rambam counts this also as a mitzvah assay de Araisa. A mitzvah assay to be part of the Mishmaros. That's the Sefer Chinach. I'll read us read again. I have the Chinach open in mitzvah. Tuf, Kuf. Where's the, uh, the mitzvah here? Tuf, Kuf, Tes. Tuf, Kuf, Tes. 509. Mitzvah lios hakonim ovdim ba mikdash mishmaros mishmaros ubemoadim ovdim keechad. So the chinuch slashon is sheyuch hakonim vahalavim. The Rambam only has koanim. The chinuch has the koanim and the levim ovdim b'mikdash lumishmaros. Klomar lekitos yiduos velotia yad hakol misasekas yachad ba'avoda. Can't be a free for all. There's to be orderliness. Orderliness, right? That's the. Um, uh, Sefer HaChinuch, again, against the Rambam. And he quotes Sefer Yamim, he quotes later on, Prakim, Perach Avdalet, uh, Chafei, lists, lists all of the, uh, 
the the names. But again, this is all. There was a process. The Gwarantinus describes the process. First it was Shmuel, had a number, and then David expanded, and then later on it expanded. Altogether, 24 Mishmaras, so we know every Kohen, every labor works about for about two weeks out of the year, and on Yantif, everyone is uh, together. Okay, we continue. Hey, Mubaneim, Allah Sha'arim, Beis Hashem, Beis Ha'olam, Mishmaros, they all, again, do the Sha'arim. La'arba Ruchos, Yoh Sha'arim, the gates from all four sides, all four sides. Uh, this is now talking about the Beis HaMikdash, and the and um, Ezra and the the Pesukim continued the other responsibilities, the Maftechos, the Kalim, they were Mamuna on the Kalim, and on the Solas, all the materials, the raw materials used in the base of the Sol, Patachavtes, the Solas, the Yain, the Shem, and the flour, the wine, the oil, the Lavona, the Besamim, all of this was used. This was used in the base of Megdash. And he quotes in Pasuk Lamed Aleph, Umatitya, Ben Alavim, Hua Bachor, he's the Bachor, Be'emuna, he trusting, trustingly, and he took did it in good faith. The Maisa Chavit was the Chavitin. The Kohen Gadol brought a Minchas Chinuch, a Chavitin, every single every single day. He brought a um, a special carbon. It's the same as that carbon that a Kohen brings on the first day he does the Avoda when he's uh, whatever however old he is when he does the Avoda. The Kohen Gadol brings that carbon every single every single day. There's a question in the Gemara Menachos: What if the a Kohen becomes the Kohen Gadol on the first time he does the Avoda? Does he have to bring two? Does he have to just bring one? Um, interesting. Does Naim Latar of Sarotskin uh, in Parsha Sav on this mitzvah? He knows why is it that the Kohen, every Kohen only has to bring this carbon the first day he does on the job. But the Kohen Gadol does it every single day. So he explains a Kohen who just does his regular kohuna, he's a Kohen head yod, he was born into it. He didn't really have to do anything to do what he's doing. They didn't have a vote. He did. He's a Kohen. His father was a Kohen. So he does the Avoda. A Kohen Gadol, you have to be voted in. So every day that he continues being the Kohen Gadol, he has to recognize that it's a new gift. It's like the first day. Like the first day. The Kohen Gadol has to think of it as Panem Chadashos. As if he was anointed today, because every day could be that he's not going to be there tomorrow. That's the, uh, that's Minchat uh, Chavitim. Again, we could talk about each of these uh, materials, but we'll just pick out one or two of them. Talking about the Lechem Apanim, the bread that was there uh, each week. Uh, we know the, Gemar- the Mishnah tells us that there were Ten special nisim that took place in the base of Migdash every day, but the Gemara Menachis um, depicts depicts the beautiful one of the lechem apanim. Amr Shub ben Levi chaf tesla manalef Menachis neis gadol naaseh b'lechem apanim siluko kisiduro. When the, the lechem apanim was taken off the shulchan every week, once a week, it was as fresh as it was when it was taken off. And it was in the air. It was in the air. It didn't get stale. It was as fresh as it was when it was taken off, as it was when it went back on. The Radvaz has an etshuva in Shnei Alafim, Kufayin Ches, 2,178. How did they know? The, the Gemara says that they picked it up and they showed all of Chai Yisrael. Look how fresh it is. Look how much Hashem loves you. How did they know? When you see bread from far away, how do you know it's fresh? So the Radvaz quotes a ritva that says there was steam coming out of it. As if it just came out of the oven. But then the, the Radva says, I still don't know what he's talking about. First of all, was there. Was this nace always occurred? I'm sorry, the, but the Radva says, I never saw bread with steam coming out of it. Liquid soup has steam coming out of it. Bread? Bread's a solid. 
Right, it's a solid. So maybe that was also part of the nace, he says. That steam was coming out of it. Maybe that was also part of the nace. And he goes through, you know, exactly how did Klai Yisrael see it. The shulchan was in the heichal. B'nai Yisrael weren't allowed to come anywhere near the heichal. Did they take the whole shulchan out? Did they just take out the bread? Did they just stick it like uh, they were able to peek in? So that's a question exactly with myself. How that nace was shown, because it says on the old, by the shas the regel, they brought it out and they showed how much Hashem loves us by showing the bread was... Uh, was was fresh. I saw a harifus. There's a harifus. There's a sefer with a chassidish of arts. Alashas, uh, Margolias Alashas. So Margolias Alashas quotes on that Gemara in uh, Menachas Chavtes. Uh, why dafka this nace? Why dafka this nace? Well, many nisim. So he says the Gemara says in Yuma uh, the, towards the end that the Talmud of Rishon asked him why didn't the month fall every day? Why didn't the month fall every day? It would have been much easier. So the first day is because Hashem loves us. He wanted us to come to him every day. If you have a parent who gives an allowance once a year, so the kid will only come once a year. If he gives a little bit every day, he'll come every day. Hashem loves us, number one. Number two, because he wanted it to be fresh. He wanted it to be fresh. So he didn't want, it to, uh, he didn't want to give it once a day. So one second, there's a kasha on the second answer. Hashem could have made the nace that it fell once a day, and once a year, and it was fresh the whole year. It must be, that's a kasha, so it must be possible like the first day. Must be passed by the first day, because it's a good catch on the second day. So, explains this, uh, who is this, the Mechach Tov. He says, that's why this nace, they hold up the bread to see, look, it's still fresh and hot, which means Hashem can keep, keep it hot the whole week. Hashem can keep it hot the whole week. So what must be the real reason why the man only fell every day? It must be the first one that Hashem loves us. That's a harifus. That's a harifus on this, uh, on this uh, mitzvah. Okay, so we continue. The Eileh, Pasuk Lama Gimel says, and these are the Mishorim. We spoke about the Mishorim, the gatekeepers. These are the Mishorim. The lists are given. Rashi, Avos, Levim, Balashachos, Piturim. What is Piturim? Either it's, either, either it's the name of an office, or the other Mepharshim say, they were exempt from other jobs because they were busy practicing their music. And then the end of the parak again, leads us into the next parak. The end of the parak discusses the family of Shaul HaMelech again, because we're going to get to his uh, demise, which will lead us into Malchus Beis David, which is the tachlis of this entire Sefer. But again, at the end here, the story, the the, um, the family of the, uh, Shaul, and again, you have the last passage, you have Atzel. Atzel had six banim. Remember the Gemara that we saw between Atzel and Atzel. The Atzel in the last parak, the Atzel in this parak. Right, there were hundreds of drushes that were lost, but we're just doing our best with the drushes that uh, that we still have. Okay, that is Parak Tess in Divrei Hayamim Aleph.